0: morning everybody. I uh, hope everybody had a great Super Bowl weekend and we're back on another Monday morning with another episode of Kaiser Nation Radio. So today we're in episode 11 and we have a kind of a hodgepodge of things I want to talk about. Uh, I missed last week because of that cold so I uh, have a, a, a backlog of things I wanted to hit. Um, so there's two big topics for today. Uh, first of all is a gymnastic progression that we're going to hit this month. If any of you guys looked at the workout for today you probably saw the monstrosity and zen planer. Um, I'm going to talk about what the purpose of that is, how long we're going to do it, when we're going to do it, and then what that means for you guys. And then secondly, I'm going to piggyback on the nutrition challenge that Sam is heading up um, and take an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into nutrition, some of those things that Sam can't exactly hit through an email or through that PowerPoint. So we're going to kind of take that dive down that rabbit hole today. Uh, and then over the next two weeks for the Nishun challenge, I'm going to try to talk a little bit more in depth on the focus of the challenge for that week um, and a little bit more of the the science behind kind of the, the the challenge that we're trying to get you guys to um, adhere to. So first up is the programming. And so on for the next four weeks, on Mondays and Thursdays, we're going to be doing a, a strict gymnastic progression. Um, and so if you look at Zen Planner, you see this is long list of stuff um, – You specifically as an athlete will only be doing a few of these movements. And so uh, basically what it looks like is on Monday, we're doing strict pull-ups and strict ring dips. And on Thursdays, we're doing strict pull-ups and strict handstand push-ups. So we're doing a push and a pull both days. And for each movement, you guys are broken up into four buckets. And so we say there's level one. Um, If you um, are still trying to get that first strict pull-up, strict ring dip, strict handstand push-up, you're gonna be in that first bucket. Then we have level two. If we have one to three strict reps of the movement, uh, level three if we have four to eight reps, and then level four if we have nine or more reps. Um, I I didn't want to break it down any more than that. But I think there's... Uh, every class will have people of every category, um, and there's a lot of people in that first bucket trying to get that first pull-up. And that's really where our goal is at, is getting everybody to start getting those higher-level movements so they can start doing the more mastics and have the strength to do the the um, higher-skill kipping stuff, like the, the chest of bars and the tota bar and the things that are going to pop up in the open for sure. So we're hoping that we can get a few firsts. Uh, Chani's first pull-up was just in time. If you didn't see the video, Sam posted the video, I think, this morning. So congratulate Chani on her first strict pull-up. That's a huge deal. Um, it's one of my um, goals as a coach and as an affiliate owner. Um, that's something that's obtainable for everybody and something that I I really want everybody to be able to do after, um, after a certain period of time in CrossFit. So the logistics of this progression. So we have four different different buckets. And what it's gonna look like is uh, this first week, it's gonna take a lot of explaining, and we're gonna spend a lot of class time talking about exactly what each movement is. But basically, um, each movement is broken into two pieces. So today, for example, we have strict pull-ups and strict ring dips. We are, for all four levels, we're starting with a high intensity piece or a a high difficulty piece. We're gonna do very low reps of a super high um, difficulty skill for you. So for those of you trying to get your first pull-up, what that's gonna look like is that's a, a max effort chin-over-the-bar hold with a pronated grip. And so that means you're gonna be in a chin-up grip, holding yourself over that bar as long as you can for four four bouts. Um, it, what it looks like for people who already have strict pull-ups is they're doing um, either singles or the guys that have a lot of pull-ups are gonna be doing um, some weighted sets with some, some or some muscle-ups, some really low volume, three or four reps at the most. And then each of those movements is gonna move down into a higher volume portion where we can focus on moving really, really well, um, building up a little bit of muscle mass in the shoulders. And so we'll have some percentage work or some um, or some uh, four by eight or something like that. So the level, level one, you're looking at four max effort chin over the bar holds um, and then four max efforts ring support holds at the top of the rings. No dip, just the support hold. And then you're going to move into four sets of eight inverted bar row. And so think about kind of like a ring row, but the bars on the rig. And so we can, um, it's easier to force a good strict movement pattern and we can get you into that hollow position and you can slowly retract the scapula to pull your chest all the way up to that bar. Um, but the feeling is similar to a ring row. And then, uh, you're going to be doing, uh, Four sets of eight push-ups. Uh, that push-up has a really good carryover to that ring dip, um, and so um, over the next few weeks, if you're in that bucket, what's going to happen is we're just going to start adding a rep or two here and there over the weeks. And so every week you're going to do one more push-up, or you're going to do one more, uh, one more barbell row, uh, inverted bar row. Um, I'm expecting those max, max effort hangs to get a little bit longer and so your total time under tension your total volume will go up over the next few weeks as you get better and better at the movements and they'll progress into more strength um the second biggest bucket the people that have one to three one to three movement one to three reps of the movement um Between these two buckets, it's probably, probably 90% of the gym falls in these two categories, with the exception of some of the people that have been doing this for, you know, five, six years, and has spent dedicated time doing similar things to this in the past. Um, Our regular programming, it's difficult to progress up to that point where we're getting, you know, 10 plus strict pull-ups, unless you dedicated time to it outside of class. So what you guys are looking at is we um, are doing five singles of a strict pull-up. And five singles of a strict ring dip. So this is just to get um, reps in. We don't do strict movements very often, so it's just to build confidence, um, moving with perfection and hitting that high skill movement. Uh, if you only have one or two of the movement, it's really hard to do that one rep. And then we're, again, we're going to move into some lower intensity stuff, and you are going to hit, um, you are going to hit percentage works of what your actual, uh, the actual max is. Uh, except for the one of the threes, you're going to be doing. Uh, banded ring dips, and uh, negatives. Um, And then if we have more than that, we're going to be doing the percentage work. Uh, So I'm not going to talk about the uh, level three and level four because those are the athletes that are very comfortable with all these movements. um, And there won't be that many of you, so I'm not going to waste time here talking about it. What I would really rather get into is talking about the nutrition challenge. So Sam has done a lot of work putting all this together. Um, if you guys haven't tracked your, uh, logged your points from last week in SurveyMonkey, go ahead and do that so Sam can go ahead and get those points registered in there. And then there's a whole, uh, no, new set of challenges for this week. Um, I forget exactly what they are, but um, they're all based around this week around um, tracking your macros for the week. Uh, last week was all about figuring out what those macros were. This week is about p- hitting those macros um, and it's about protein specifically um, and so we're focusing on uh, eating your protein with every meal and we're focusing on hitting those overall macros and so uh, I'm gonna try to cover what I want to talk about last week which was the the value of tracking and um, how to find out what those numbers were and where those numbers come from so uh, we sent you guys to if it fits your macros to to get what these numbers are because uh, uh, I like that site because it gives me, it spits up similar to numbers to what I would give you directly if I were to write your numbers out. And so it's a good way to offload um, some of those numbers and give you a, a tool to, to kind of play for yourself so you don't have to come to me every time, uh, so you can start to, to build some of that independence in your, in your uh, nutrition knowledge. Um, however, the calculator can be abused, um, and um, we really want you guys to do that SurveyMonkey from last week. And part of those questions was seeing what your calories, protein, fat, carbs were so that I could see if they're realistic. Um, If I see any of you at a thousand calories, I promise you, you are under eating. None of you are 50 pounds. Um, And that is not what that calculator should have spit out. That means that we plugged in something wrong. So I really want you to plug those things in there so that I can see what those numbers are. (laughs) But we can talk a little bit about how those numbers are actually calculated. And so, um, and why, why we actually want to track them. And so, um, the typically the, 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 way it works is, um, depending on a few factors. And so when we, they ask you for a bunch of information, your, your height, your weight, um, the activity level of your occupation, the intensity of your workouts, um, the, uh, um, uh, the, Overall stress of of your life, and then there's actually a new one on there that was uh, kind of a new feature I thought was cool. Was they ask you what your cravings were, um, and then um, my guess is they're shifting the macros that way to build more consistent eaters, which is really cool. That's a new one. I haven't been out there in a little while, and it was really cool to see that pop up. But anyway, so as um, Sam showed you in the slides, the most important thing to either gaining weight or losing weight. Um, is the total number of calories that you eat uh, it's 50% of 50% of the total the the, the total importance right um, and so the first thing that they do is calculate the total number of calories that you're gonna eat um, which is actually a complex function based on all those input parameters but in reality what happens is um, they, they multiply all those things together to give you some, some caloric number. And so like if for me, for example, um, when I went through and, and, you know, plugged in all my numbers for just, uh, a maintenance. So I'm just trying to uh, maintain the same weight and just focus on, um, body recomposition, right? Taking the mass I already have and, and changing it, losing some fat, gaining some muscle. Um, by the way, that's, uh, I, that's not necessarily the, the best way to go about things. It's difficult to do that. And it takes a lot longer to have that kind of isostatic weight uh, rearrangement. But so I was about at 2300 calories for a um, sedentary job. I work in a desk um, and then I really am only working out four days per week for for, you know, 20 minutes of, of group fitness. So that's part of part of the questions that I ask you is how much weight training did you, how much group fitness did you, and what's the intensity of it. So I know that our classes are an hour long, but don't put in that you do an hour of super high intensity exercise. In reality, it averages out to something different. So what I did is I put in, uh, I put in 15 minutes of moderate intensity weightlifting, um, and then I put in 15 minutes of of super high intensity exercise and so really my total working time is only 25 to 30 minutes in the day um, and then if you have uh, more active jobs the other parts of that calculation will account for that so if you you know if you're a, a teacher and you're on your feet all day walking around or you're you're um you're in sales moving around all the time or if you're cube life like i am and so once it grabs that total number of calories for you, then it's gonna break it down into the micronutri- the macronutrients, I'm sorry, um, a- according on to some of the, your, some of your um, height to weight ratios and stuff like that. And so, the first place to start is that it's important to eat protein based on the, um, based on your body weight. So, we typically say a gram per pound of body weight. Uh, you'll see that uh, if Fit your macros, gives you a little bit less than that, because uh, a lot of people argue that your protein should really only be as high as your lean body mass. Um, in reality, those numbers aren't super far apart for athletes. Um, when that really becomes a big deal is when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about very overweight populations where um, 30, 40 percent of their body weight is fat. Whereas most of most of our athletes, we're looking at, you know, 15, 20%, and so it's not as big of a shift in that protein number. Uh, so the first thing we do is we're gonna hit that, that protein number. That is, um, I don't wanna say it's the most important macronutrient, but it's the one that I want you to focus on the most because it's the one that is most commonly overlooked in Western diet. Um, not one person has ever come into the gym, tracked their macros, and been eating enough protein. It does not happen. Um, it is surprisingly difficult to eat that much protein. Um, so once we get our protein numbers, then the rest of it is in carbs and fats, whatever's left. And depending on what your goals are, how you're training, those numbers can shift back and forth. And I don't want to talk about how that's calculated today. Instead I want to dig down into protein and why protein is so important. We say it's the, it's the first the first macronutrient that I pull out of the calorie number. Um, and it's especially important for athletes Um, and so everybody everybody accepts that protein is the basis for muscle tissue but in reality it's the basis for everything and muscle tissue is the lowest man on the totem pole if you are a 200 pound guy and you're trying to get stronger and you are only eating 50 grams of protein and you're training really hard you're gonna get weaker so the actual act of working out is actually tearing down muscle mass. It's breaking down muscle, it's causing damage, and then that protein that you consume in your diet, along with a lot of other things, are gonna come together in order to help rebuild that tissue. Now, what's gonna happen is these same processes are happening in much more important places. Um, there's always tissue being broke down in your bones, and you know, in your heart, and your organs. Your entire body is built out of proteins. Um, and your body's going to prioritize fixing all of those things before your muscles. Um, at the end of the day, if you're in starvation mode, your body's just going to see your muscles as an extra fuel source to keep you alive. It's going to eat your muscles to keep your brain alive and keep your organs functioning. Um, it's a really cool mechanism that humans have developed uh, through evolution to, in order to keep us keep us alive through prolonged, um, prolonged starvation events, through harsh winters or... Um, even after we started to um, cultivate crops after, after bad harvest and stuff like that, there's been um, a lot of historical evidence of societies sustaining um, super impressive um, feats of famine. Um, and it's because our bodies have developed this mechanism to store and then release energy as needed. Which is why it's so easy for us to gain weight is because it's our bodies storing up for, for future bad events. But we now live in a society where we don't really have to worry about that, and so now that aesthetic goal of maintaining that, um, that, that semi starved state is op is is uh is what people want, right? Not saying that I want everybody to be um, starving. It's just our bodies are meant to maintain a certain amount of fat to protect itself from the future, um, even if it's not um, optimal for longevity. So. Protein is what builds our, our bones, our, our cells, our, our muscle mass, our organs, our, um, our proteins that, that uh, function everything in our body. So every cellular process is governed, most of them are governed by protein. So we eat protein, it's broken down into amino acids, and then those amino acids are recombined to build protein. Um, we're called proteins, but they're cellular proteins, which are the workhorses of the cell. They do everything. Um, if there's ever a process that happens, everything that you learned in biology class in high school or in chemistry, like all of those are carried out by proteins in the cell that have a specific task, whether it be, um, carry ions or, or carry oxygen or, or, um, or they're an enzyme to increase the, um, increase the the decay rate of bad tissues in your cells all these things are governed by proteins are built by proteins and so those things get the priority first um your body's going to send all of the all of the the lumber to build the house to the the foundation and the walls before it's going to build your dining room table right it's going to take the most important things so if we're not getting our protein your muscles are not getting any of that protein so that's why we say that's the number one thing to hit Um, There are clearly other important things to do as well, but um, I, in later weeks, we're going to go down carbs, we're going to go down fats, and we're going to follow the nutrition challenge as it goes and try to talk about those things specifically. Um, I got to work super fast today, so I'm going to end it early today, guys, but um, if you have any questions, ask me or Sam. We want to get as much engagement as we can with this nutrition challenge, so please ask all the questions you can. And I really want a question that I don't know so I can go find it for you guys. But I'll see you guys at the gym. Thanks, guys.